the NEPA Scene Podcast. We're coming to you live from Cole Creative in downtown Wilkes-Barre. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. And this is where I usually turn to somebody else for them to introduce themselves. But uh, we're alone again tonight. But that's okay, because uh, we have a great guest and we have plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, our guest here is uh, Rick Gillette, who's the uh, singer and guitarist for uh, Scranton pop rock band uh, Nowhere Slow. So uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, the enduring longtime popularity of uh, his band, uh, his upcoming shows at the V Spot, including the Action for Jackson benefit for Jackson V, which we've uh, we've talked about on the show uh, previously. Uh, some uh, Scranton Parade Day craziness is that is already upon us uh, before we know it. Um, making a, a living as a working musician, uh, the local music scene, all kinds of really good stuff. Uh, so we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to know what you want to hear about. Uh, so please uh, join our conversation. Leave your questions and comments right down below there, and uh, we'll address those and get to them later in the show. Uh, the show is so much more fun when we hear from you guys and we hear what you want to talk about. So if you have questions for me, if you have questions for our guest, if you want to contribute to our conversation, agree with, disagree with whatever we're talking about, uh, by all means, uh, join in, and uh, we'll, we'll get to them at some point in the show. So uh, now before we get to the interview, uh, we have some beers to drink from uh, Beer Boys in, uh, in Wilkes-Barre. Now they have 72 beers on tap, and they have a very special event coming up. Uh, it's their 18th anniversary, so they've been around for 18 years now, uh, right down the street here in Wilkes-Barre. And uh, they're going to have a tap takeover by Trogues Brewing Company, which uh, is based in Hershey. A lot of people know them for uh, their Mad Elf and a lot of other really good uh, beers that they make. So uh, this Saturday, uh, January 20th, uh, they're going to have uh, some limited releases, uh, some scratch beers, some seasonals, uh, some casks on tap. Uh, they're going to tap a cask of uh, uh, Nugget Nectar, which is a once a year uh, beer. Uh, it's a re uh, really, really cool event. Uh, they're also going to have uh, some bourbon barrel aged impending descent. So if you like the your, your beer strong, <laughs> and uh, you want something to, to warm you this winter, then by all means, uh, uh, come down. So it starts at 2, uh, goes till midnight, but you want to get there early because a lot of this stuff will be tapped by the time you get there if you, you, you wait till later on in the day. So, uh, so, and we'll be there as well. So if you see me, uh, stop by and say hi because you know, it, it won't be weird or anything like that, you know, I, I, I promise. Uh, although I, I had that... Uh, <laughs> I was at the Kirby Center for a show, and somebody came up to me, and you're like, you're the NEPA scene guy, and I was like, yeah, this is weird. I don't know what to say. Thanks for watching, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to, to get recognized because I'm more of a behind-the-scenes guy, except for when we do this. So, um, But we have uh, three beers from Trogues tonight uh, to try in advance. Uh, we have the Nugget Nectar that I was just talking about, uh, the Sunshine Pills, and uh, Mad Elf uh, from 2016. So this one's been aging for a year. Which one would you like to try first? You know what? You, you pick. <laughs> you go right well, down the line, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a huge fan of the, the Mad Elf. Uh, I try to get it every year. And I actually missed it last year. This, this, this past year, I got it. Uh, but the year before, uh, I waited too long on it, and I couldn't get it. So, uh, so we'll start off strong with uh, the Mad Elf, because I think that's like a... I believe it's 11%. It's around, around 11 or almost 12 so that's so the first slurring 20 minutes in on the way. Mm-hmm. Forgot how big the head is on this thing. There you go, Thanks. sir. So this has uh, cherries in it and all that good stuff. It's uh, it's quite strong, but it's it's quite good. Like. It's exactly what you want around the holidays, I mm -hmm. think, anyway. Uh also, uh, we also want to give a shout out to uh, to our other sponsor, who actually ties into uh, a lot of the things we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, the V Spot. Now, uh, they have one of the biggest, most popular bars in Northeast PA, so I don't have to tell you uh, too much about them. But uh, they have uh, live entertainment every night of the week. Uh, this week, they have the Village Idiots on Thursday, uh, Sue's on Friday, uh, great band. Uh, their, their singer, Adam McKinley, has played there a bunch of times, but... Uh, this is the first time I think that Suze is actually playing there as a full band and everything. Uh, Doubting Thomas is going to be there on Saturday. I think they're making their debut there as well. Um, 
and uh, karaoke with uh, DJ Huff on Sunday. Um, they also have the fu a fundraiser coming up uh, next Sunday, January 28th, for Jackson V, uh, who everybody knows him as a, a, a local musician. Uh, he's done so much for the community. Uh, he does so many charity events and benefits and all that kind of stuff. So it's about high time that everybody gets together and does something for him. And, uh, you know, he recently uh, had some health issues. Uh, we actually invited him on the show. Uh, he could not come on because of those health issues. So I didn't want to, uh, you know, we didn't want to uh, put him through that, <laughs> having to make him drive all the way up here and everything. Uh, but we definitely want to uh, sh uh, shout out to him. And, and uh, hopefully at some point he will be able to join us uh, for an interview because uh, I'm sure he's got uh, a million stories to tell. But he has, uh, the, the, the event is three different venues. Uh, it's uh, V-Spot, uh, Waldo's Tavern, and Morgan's Pub. Uh, they're all in Scranton. Uh, they're gonna, all going to be hosting music uh, throughout the day. Uh, there's tons of local acts, including Nowhere Slows, playing at the V-Spot yeah. in the afternoon. Three o'clock. Right, three o'clock. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's $5 at each venue, or $10 for the, uh, the jumper pass uh, for all three. So uh, you definitely want to, uh, to check that out. It's definitely worth it just for uh, the value that you're getting because you're seeing so many good local bands. But on top of that, there's going to be raffles and all that kind of stuff too. So um, We also want to give a shout-out to uh, one of our other sponsors, The Keys in downtown Scranton. Uh, their open mic is on Thursday. Uh, Peculiar Culinary Company will be returning on Friday. A lot of people saw uh, we we posted uh, the food that we got. Uh, they're they're uh, they're opening up a, a slurp shop, which is uh, with uh, ramen noodles and stuff like that. And it's a lot fancier than it sounds. If you look at the look at our page and you look at the, the pictures, it's uh, it's actually pretty great food. Um, there, that shop is opening up on Penn Avenue. Hopefully, sometime next month, uh, we will have them on the show at some point to talk about it. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to uh, try out the food and see if you're going to like it, uh, the Keys will have that on Friday. Um, they will also have uh, uh, some music that later that night, uh, Das Black Milk and uh, Video Beast uh, from New York City. And Saturday night, they'll have The Feels, uh, who came in a very close second place at the uh, NEPA Seeing Rising Talent uh, Finals last month at the V-Spot. Uh, that was a great time. They put on an incredible performance, and it was like it, it was down to like prob I, I think it was literally a point between them and the winner. So um, they they did uh, did very very well. Uh, definitely worth checking out. So and well, Brittany might be on her way. So we'll see. We'll see if she makes it by the end of the show. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So let's let's get to uh, let's get to our guest. Uh, so, Rick, what have you been up to lately? Just playing as much as possible, <laughs> I suppose. You know, which is uh, pretty much your mo for the last like uh, I don't know twenty years. Yeah, or so. if you want to put an age on it, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah, was... I don't mean to make you feel old. No, not at all. I know I'm old. Uh, the, the, uh, I feel it every day. The, sh the show. I, let's see. Your first, uh, your first gig was 1997, I believe. I was reading. Yeah, probably in in high school. So like that was tech. That our first gig as Nowhere Slow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, tell tell us a little bit about how the the whole band began. Uh, me and my cousin, we just wanted to play music, I think, as a lot of teenagers do, you know? And uh, we kind of just started a band and practiced in our garage all the time. And then, like you said, in high school, I, we decided to try to try a show at our high school. And that's how it started. And from there, we just kept building that at a bass player. And you know, through the years, it just progressed that way. How was the uh, that first show? Uh, awful, I'm assuming. <laughs> if I, if I, I'm glad there wasn't cell phone recorders back then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was just me and him. There was nobody else. It was just me playing guitar and him playing drums. I think we knew seven songs. So mm. all my friends came to the auditorium that night, and we sold tickets for like 10 bucks, and we played our seven songs, and we thought we were the best, and we went home. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's how it started. And then, you know, you got more friends from high school that brought on a bass player and then another guitar player. And I think, but the version of the band that you see now, like actually doing it, like, if you call it professionally, whatever. I think it was more like 2002, hmm. I'd say. So, so uh, obviously you've you've changed members and stuff over the years, but you stuck Not with it. Not really, yeah. I mean, but but actually, I mean, the core of the like the drummers really the only ones we've been changing around. Um, mm -hmm. Like me, Will, and John have been together for God going on. It'd be like 
12 years now, I think, with Will and 11 with John, something like that. So, I mean, it hasn't really changed much. And to me, that's really the, you know, the, uh, the version of the band that is that was the band when we really got started anyway. Right. At, least, at least doing something halfway decent. So, for the most part, yeah, we just kind of swapped out drummers here and there, but <laughs> it's been the same three guys. So what made you want to stick with it? I mean, you know, most people, I think, would, would uh, even if they love it, eventually they, they give it up after so long. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I you know, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it wasn't taxing sometimes like that. You know, sure. Like traveling, especially now we travel a lot more than we used to and doing that stuff. So, yeah, it does feel like a job sometimes, but I just don't think I could ever put it down. It's just that itch, you know? Like, if I could probably put it down for a year and then I'd be like, I missed that so much. And Right. Yeah. I was kind of making a joke the other day. I'm like, I think we might be one of the might be one of the only bands around that hasn't taken a hiatus at all. We just haven't stopped. Right, I mean? that's true. But I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We would just <laughs> stop staying our welcome or what? But well, obviously not. I mean, you guys are still able to pack a room. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it all depends. It's not you know, it's not like it used to be. I don't I don't know if there's really followings anymore as much as it is. Hmm. You know, you talk about the V spot. Like we play the V spot, it's usually very busy, but people want to see us at a place like that. Right. It's a combination of things. You know, it's the atmosphere of the place and. And everything, you know, because we could play a, you know, you play around here eight times a month. Nobody really wants to come see it eight times. Or, you know <laughs> I mean, so they usually pick and choose where they want to come see it. But right, and that's probably why we travel a lot more too now. Is that you get to play in front of different people. You travel to vacation areas. You're playing in front of new people all the time, so it feels fresh, you know. Mm. Yeah. Now, what is it like playing down uh, somewhere like that versus you know playing uh, one of the local bars? Um, well, we we around the local bars we play a, a bit more of what we we typically listen to or like to play i would say not that we don't like playing the pop stuff like the real extreme pop stuff we do but if we travel we basically have to cater to the venue mm. you're playing in a place like secrets you gotta play all the pop stuff you know what i mean if we play the v spot we typically throw in a lot more of our more rock more of our stuff that we like at least so yeah i mean it's a little bit different but we have fun playing doing it either way now, is there, uh, is there uh, as, as a, a cover band who also has originals and stuff, too, is there any sort of stigma in the local music scene if you're playing covers or if you're, you know, getting paid on a Friday and Saturday night to play those songs versus, uh, you know, trying to do originals all the time? I think there used to be, but I feel like that everyone that's doing originals, I mean, we still, we still are writing. We haven't put out an album in seven years now, but... Um, I think any everyone realizes that you have to play covers to kind of right. I mean, you don't have to. Don't get me wrong. You definitely don't have to. But if you want to make money and do this all the time, you have to. Right. To, to at least even try to get to the point that you're playing your own music for a lot of money, which obviously we all know now that's a lot harder to do than it used to be to <laughs> to, to you know make a living playing your own music. But right. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much stigma anymore. I think it definitely used to be. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Even I myself, when I was younger, before we started really being a cover band in bars and stuff would always shun that and be like, I don't want to play other people's music. I want to write my own and do this. And then I realized how hard that was to right. break through or do anything like that. That we realized, well, at least we can play music. Maybe we're playing other people's music or getting paid for it. And we could still get to play music and get to write and have both venues open to us. You know? Right. Exactly. Like I, I that's how I always saw uh, the site too. I'm not always writing about things that I love to write about or I absolutely want to write about. But I think they're things that are going to interest the viewers or interest the readers and things Absolutely. like that. And you have to do that so that you can get to the stuff that you want to Absolutely. write. You know, for the, the publication to survive. If I only wrote about the stuff I want to write about, it would just be such a weird little site with yeah. a very, very small following. Uh, it would all be uh, stuff like uh, like our cult corner uh, uh, guy who uh, he does all like cult horror movies and stuff right. like that. So I would do like a lot of weird shit like that, a lot of comic book stuff and things like that. And there's just so many other people doing that kind of stuff right now that it's really hard to stand out. To break through, yeah, yeah. You know, from what everybody else is doing too because uh, about 10 other guys have already, you know, talked about it before you and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you guys have... Uh, you have four albums under your we, belt now? We, uh, <laughs> yeah, four. Yep, we do. I don't count the first one because it's that bad. <laughs> the second one's not much better. But, but uh, yeah, we do have four. And and we have probably like 50 quarter songs, I would say, right now. Like just half-written stuff that, that we keep trying to get to. That's kind of the other bad thing, though, about the cover band thing is that sometimes if you're doing it too much, you kind of can lose track of, you know, we started doing the cover thing so that we could write our own music and still be playing music, but then we got kind of so busy that... Like it's put off to the side sometimes, which sure. kind of stings. But uh, me and John are usually the ones that are writing the songs most of the time. So uh, 
me and him have been at least getting back into that recently, and that makes me happy that we're trying at least to make the time. But now, does, does has a uh, how has your music uh, evolved over that time? Because obviously, you know, if you're a little embarrassed of where you came from, I think, and everybody yeah, is, I you know, so, I yeah. mean, I would never want to read the stuff that I used to write no, <laughs> as a teenager. No, yeah. And, and, and read that now, it would just be, it would be awful. Even when I just started as a journalist, you know, like I, I wouldn't want to read that now as opposed to. Yeah, to me, the maturity, especially music, is focus, it seems like. If, mm-hmm. I, if I did listen back to the stuff that we had, you know, put out in 2000 or whatever, one or whatever it was, it's just, there's more focus, I think, now. I think as you age, that just comes with the territory, you know? It's just more mature. You know, everybody says that about writing and that you get more mature as you, as you mature, but it's the truth, you know? More focus, you kind of know what what you did wrong <laughs> obviously there's a record of what you did wrong and uh and, and not, not that you're going to make anything perfect now but you know it's just it's all lessons it's all progression you're always going to keep getting a little bit better at it i, I would hope at least and but, you, i mean you're not the same person you were no exactly oh yeah well that dad. absolutely yeah yep. you know nobody is yep well are, are you you're a, you're a dad now I i'm believe. not a dad but not a dad I'm, I'm married you're married uh our guitar player john has two children though. okay so, yeah he's the he's the one uh, with the kids so a couple of you get, you know, you've, you've started families, you're married, yep. that kind of thing. That probably changes your yeah, perspective a lot. It comes out in your writing, too. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, just just in general, like there's not, you know, having teenage angst and wanting to write about <laughs> that kind of stuff versus yeah. being a married guy at home in bed, you know, on a Monday night watching TV is a little, a little different story. Right. But That's why, you know, I feel bad for the, the, you know, not that I should feel bad for millionaires or anything, but uh, you you feel bad for guys like, like Green Day, you know, who, who, you know, their, their seminal albums are all about, you know, living with my, 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 in my parents' basement and shit like that. And now they're all, you know, older, they got families, they got kids, and they still have to sing those songs (laughs) because people are going to shit on them if they don't. Absolutely. And they, they, I mean, they, they, they write more mature stuff now and, and people take it with, you know, you know, some people really like it and some people are like, ah, I wish they'd do that old stuff and it's like yeah. why i don't I remember, know would you really want that yeah i, I remember tom DeLong from uh blink 82 saying that when they when they rejoined that he didn't want to sing those songs and i'm like okay i get his point on that i'm not a big tom DeLong fan or anything but like sure i remember when they were trying to get back trying to get the band back together and just seeing an interview randomly about when you go into the uh i was on youtube and you know how, how youtube goes you just you start with one video and all of a sudden you're <laughs> way off yeah you're down and, the rabbit uh, hole he just said, like, I can't see myself singing songs about going on a first date right now. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I can see not wanting to sing that when you're in your late 30s or early 40s. It makes sense. Right, but, right. Yeah, so, yeah, it definitely changes. It's unfortunate, though, with bands like that. Like, I actually still would like to hear Green Day singing about that stuff, too. So I get it. You know what I mean? I, I, I get why people want to hear that. It makes sense. Sure, sure. Right. I mean, if I, I pay a ticket to a show, I yeah. want to hear, you know, I want to hear what, what, made, what made me love that. Yep. Right, right. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. So how how do how do you develop uh, you know as a cover band? Uh, I'm I'm sure you're 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 taking new you know old songs out and putting new songs in and stuff like that. So is it something where you're you're listening to the radio and you're picking up what people are listening to, or is it just stuff that you guys want to play personally? Or it's definitely not. It's it, stuff that we don't want to play personally. Just to be honest with you, it's probably not, look, 20, 15 percent of what we're doing. But mm-hmm. it's not that we're not enjoying it. It's not like right. It's just not something I would put in my car. Yeah. When I'm driving. But as long, like, like we always say is if we can do this song well, we're going to have fun doing it. That's basically what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you can do it with, you know, actual conviction, it's worth doing. But um, stuff on the radio today is hard to cover. I mean, especially for us because we don't, you know, we're a four-piece. We don't have keyboards and stuff like that. So we typically try to, like, lean towards doing the nostalgia 90s rock stuff. And we'll still, I mean, we still do, like, Bruno Mars. We'll still do some of the stuff that comes out, like the Maroon 5, like, stuff like that. But. A lot of the stuff that's coming out is still synth anymore. It's hard to, unless you just change the style of it, it's hard to. Uh, right, because, I mean, you have to adapt it. with the, the sound, exactly. you know, so that it's still yeah. recognizable. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, some, yeah. in some way, you know, you can't play it uh, maybe it's, the exact same way, but. Right, exactly. And some of these songs are so, just so synth and studio driven that I, when I see bands doing them, it's like, it just doesn't sound, I mean, even the own artist isn't t- most of the time doing them either. It's just a track behind them, but. Right. I'm like, even like just seeing them, like you can't, like at least with guitar music, I don't, again, date myself. You know, back in my day, the music was, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's just when we play stuff from the nineties, it seems like that's like the new eighties and people like that stuff now. And I, so that's my favorite part of our set now is whenever we're like, our set seems to go into, uh, we digress. We always start with the uh, pop stuff from now. And like our first set, we digress into the nineties and stuff and get a little bit heavier and more rock. And that's my favorite mm. just cause it's, 
more emotion and the crowd always feeds off that though even even you know younger kids that are out at the bar the 21 year olds they still love that stuff too so right. it's a good time for 90s in my opinion but yeah we do we we're always you know we're always looking at what's what's out what's popular what we can do what we can pull off with you know like what will what will sound good and what will not and if we can't do it we won't do it if we can we will but it's pretty much how we do it <laughs> Uh, you know what one of the th- uh, a lot of our audience uh, ends up being a lot of the artists themselves and people like you know who are who are really into the scene and, and, and go out regularly so I always try to ask people for some advice in some form or another mm-hmm. uh, you've probably learned a lot over the last you know two decades in terms of what to do and what not to do how do you make a successful band how do you stick around for 20 years doing doing stuff that that you love and you care about and and, and sticking with it that's basically what you just said sticking with it to me is is what it really is about like to me like when we started as a band we had what i would which i would you would call a following i think like we had people that would come see us no matter where we played no matter how we sounded though too because they're our friends and when you're oh. when you're 21 you got a lot of friends you don't have you're not married you don't have kids and all that stuff you know what i mean it's just it's, it's right. you're just you're out partying your friends want to see you play and it's and that's great and it's so much fun and then when you get older, but you can still, like, people tend to give up. That's when I see when bands break up and give up, is when, like, they get past that point. They're like, well, no one's come out to see us. Well, then that's when you got to change your business, and your your business needs to be, like, where can we play in front of people and still do what we do? Because you don't have to give up. Like, that's why we started traveling. Like, we go to hmm. play in uh, Key West, Florida, which we do. Like, we have a new crowd every night in front of us. They love it. It feels like we're 21 again. Like, they're all into it. Like, yeah, all of our friends are married now. They're not going to come see us play on the weekends. They have kids. You know what I mean? Hmm. So that's where I see most bands stop is when they see a drop in their local shows. Right. They're trying to, I mean, do whatever you can. I mean, this from a band's perspective, that's what we did. We did whatever we could to get out of the area. And it took, you know, it took just taking crappy shows with, <laughs> with for no money, like one time. And then they like you and they bring you back in and it just keeps, keeps spiraling out, spiraling out, spiraling out. And you know what I mean, now we're pretty much booked every summer, all summer, and winter too, but I'm saying like our summers are just all traveling and we're doing okay, you know? But, so that's what we're always trying to do. Just keep going out a little further, a little further. You, you know, it, that reminds me of, uh, you know, speaking of, of uh, you know, interesting gigs and, and doing doing things, you know, a little different and stuff like that. Uh, it might have been the first time that we met was uh, through Matt Morgus. who uh, was doing yeah. an event. Yep. Um, uh, with the, that was uh, talking about sound waves and things like that. Yeah, you, yep. play, you, you played a, a couple of songs in front of uh, a classroom of kids. That yep. was an interesting experience. Yeah, I got a funny story about that. I feel like t- funny uh, time has passed enough that I could uh, tell the <laughs> truth on this. I hope. A- a- absolutely. I, hope, I, hope, I think Matt, we're I hope Matt's watching. I should have tagged him in. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he called me up. I forget. I forget how that worked out. How he even got? No, he messaged me on Facebook, and I didn't even know he was in high school at the time or whatever. And he just said like, I have a class, and I'm. I, I, at first, thought it was like, like college or something like that. He's like, he just said he was a fan. He wanted me to come in and play. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get there and I'm playing in the classroom, or whatever. And apparently, he had told the teacher that I was I graduated with a sound degree, and that's how he got me to get into the school. <laughs> so all of a sudden, he, he never told me that. So the teacher started asking me questions about sound waves and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay. No, I had no idea. <laughs> I was shitting my pants. I'm like, oh man. Oh, but uh, yeah, that was funny. That was great. I still I was just talking to Matt too. That's funny. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, I I was uh, I was talking to Vinny, and uh, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try Rick, and I, was, I he was the first person I thought of that would have your number. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yep. That's how I got your number. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. He actually still, um, uh, uh, sh- you know, shout out to him uh, and and his business. Uh, he hosts NEPA scene. Uh, you know, him and uh, Highway 81 and, and a couple other uh, uh, websites. And, yeah. You know, uh, still works with our uh, photographer, uh, Jason Miller. So uh, so if, if you're ever wondering uh, who, who is behind the scenes, you know, making sure that the site is up all the time. And, uh, you know, me texting him at all hours. Because we have a lot of, like, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a, uh, an article that will maybe do really well. And then it'll kind of die off, as, as all things do. Yeah. And then six months later, out of nowhere, somebody somewhere on the internet, maybe in another country, will find the article and share it all over again. And so then in the middle of the night, the site will completely crash and go down. Oh, no. Like, there was one time uh, one of our columnists did an article on KISS uh, and and, uh, was talking about just his experience, uh, you know, going to KISS shows and then bringing his kid and kind of passing it off to the next generation kind of thing. 
and Kiss themselves, the band, shared it on their social media pages. Oh, wow. Completely destroyed the website. Yeah, it's awesome. It was like a full day where we could not get the site to stay up. And, no way. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's a decent problem to have, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not complaining. Yeah. Uh, anytime uh, Gene Simmons wants to uh, throw us a bone, by all means, you know. So that, that, it was pretty cool, but it was it was strange. Uh, but I, I, I digress. So, um, so one of the other... What would you, uh, you know, speaking of, of uh, you know, what the band has, has been up to and everything, what would you say is uh, one of the reasons that the band is able to, to stay popular and still, uh, you know, interest people in pack rooms and stuff like that? Because that's something that it's always hard to grab people's attention and keep keep it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I, I wish I had that answer. I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, I think I know a little bit. I mean, we do, yeah. like I said, we do play a little bit, a little bit of a different type, uh, type of song, especially locally than than other bands do. Typically, mm-hmm. we play a little bit of reggae, like a bunch of sublime reggae stuff like that. So, like even you know, younger kids that are coming out to see us in their tw- early twenties, whatever, like that, like that music, we're pretty much the only ones that are doing it. Right. I think. That, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we are. But, um, so like, yeah, I mean, we're still, so we're still getting you know some new fans around here, and that's always nice. But like I said, more or less, it's not. Like it's not what it used to be around here. Like like as far as for us, I'm saying because because mm-hmm. of our age and, and that we're just older now. But traveling to us is what really keeps us going. Just because it's not like I said, it's not like it used to be. You know, that's uh, we we obviously because of our name and everything, we talk a lot about the music scene and the local scene mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you know, that's something you hear quite often. Uh, you know, especially as we get older, is oh, it ain't what it used to be, and I, I wish it was like it was when. You know, whenever when the metro was still open, but I heard or, that when know. I was twenty-two. Yeah, from, from the other people. It's, exactly. It's, yeah. You continue to hear that all the time, and don't realize like that's been repeated about ten thousand times. You know, and that everybody feels that way. And I think people uh, misattribute that. I think they think that it has to do with outside things. It really has to do with themselves, where it's more about you know them getting older. You know, oh absolutely. You know, if yeah. you don't go out as much anymore, and you work full time, and you're not going to shows. Then yeah, the scene is going to seem kind of lame and stupid, and oh, I don't need that. Because you're not in it. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you're not in it. You're yeah. not there all the time. Absolutely. So of course yeah. you can easily yeah. dismiss. Uh, you know the bands that you used to listen to. You know maybe they broke up and moved on and right. stuff. So yeah. you're like, oh well, this new stuff can't be any good without actually going to find out if, if it's, it's any good. Exactly. You know. Yep. So is, is there is there people that uh, that you, that you see now uh, that that uh, that you like or you would recommend? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many. That's I'm, I, actually I think the scene is. If you're talking about the scene as far as local bands go, I think mm-hmm. the scene is on an upswing. I think it's there's a lot of really popular bands out, like Friends and uh, I would agree. Younger kids, like uh, a couple of bands that I've seen. I mean, I don't get to see bands very often because I'm you know, sure. playing a lot. But we we played uh, a show with uh, Black Tie Stereo. Mm-hmm. Those those guys are drawing crowds, like drawing all the. You know what I mean? The young kids, like yeah, that's yeah. that's what a scene needs. And uh, a band like Lightweight. Good friends mm-hmm. of ours, they, they they do a great job with that as well. Like, and I've I've heard of other bands that people have told me I haven't seen them, but I've heard of other bands that are just drawing really good crowds and they're bringing young kids into a bar to see live music, which is awesome. And I think right. I think there was a very stagnant time where that was not happening for maybe like the last six or seven years. Where I was like, man, there's no. I kept I would even turn to our guys like I'm just like there's just no new bands coming out. Like no one's is anyone starting a band anymore? And then all of a sudden right. it seemed like they all started popping up. And I'm like, yes. Because that's what the scene needs. If, if 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 bands, if one band does well, it always benefits everybody else. Right. So I always hated rivalries, rival rivalries with bands. I just think we should always be encouraging each other. Everyone should be, because the better the scene is, the more work everybody else gets, and the more people want to go out and see live music. You know. But, but yeah, it's for, it's uh, you know that's uh, something we've talked about a lot on the show is, is people. Uh, trying to compete with the other guy as opposed to, to lifting them up and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, positive so competition is good. You know what I mean? Like if you're, sure. I mean, if you're saying like, oh, they put that into the show, I'm going to try to do the one up them. You know what I mean? Yeah, one up right. each other in a, in a, in a competitive way that right. benefits you both. But, but I, I don't, I don't typically like the talking down that, and that's rare that I hear it. Don't get me wrong. I, I rarely hear bands bashing other bands or anything like that. But I, back in the day, I heard a lot more. When we started, it was, it seemed like everybody was bashing everyone. I'm like, <laughs> man, everyone hates everyone. But uh, no, nowadays everyone seems to be on the same page, which is nice. What would you say are some of the, the major things that you've seen that have changed? You know, that you can definitely say have, uh, you know, changed or evolved or whatever over the, over the last... Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, places are, clubs are definitely smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still less bands, in my opinion, that are still trying to do it. But I do think that's on an upswing. 
Um, I don't know. I've noticed that venues want bands to play longer shows, um, which is one thing that I've always thought was a little bit not the best idea, but because it always seems like it's, you know, it used to be three hour shows and it's four hours and four and a half hour shows. Like that seems to have been a thing. And I mean, it's, I don't run a bar. I can't vouch to say that it's not a way, but, um, I just feel like if you're dragging something out too long, you're drawing, you're dragging it thin. Like when we started, when we started playing, like our first gigs were at Tink's, like when we really started making money doing it and it was two sets, like two one hour sets. And it was, you started at 11, you ended at 2, and that was it. But everybody knew that was the time to be, you know, they had a happy hour, they ended at 11, and then the band started, and then you played till 2, and then that was it. But now it's like, you know, you don't, I don't know, I just feel like it's a little bit too much to have four and a half hour shows and stuff like that. Um, Oh, yeah, sure. Take that last swig. Don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, not at all. But yeah, I mean, so that's changed. Shows are definitely longer. Mm. Um... I feel like it's, you know, with the, the casinos and stuff, there's a lot more corporate stuff that it's, you know, when we started, it was just all bars. It was just all corner bars and clubs. Now it just seems like it's all, I mean, at least if you're trying to make money, it's more corporate stuff. You know what I mean? Hmm. That as well. I think those opportunities can be, you know, good and bad too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I mean, it, things are always going to change no matter what. You can't stop that. So you just got to evolve with it or quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know what else you can do, you know? But as long as there's something to go to, then you can just modify your uh, your plans and you'll be fine. <laughs> what What were some of uh, uh, some of the the best gigs that you guys have have ever done? Uh, best that, gigs? Yeah, yeah. Just something that stands out. Doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, the biggest crowd or anything like that. Just something that that you know. I mean, our most memorable things we've done is definitely Key West. Um, mm. It's a brutal gig. You're you're down there for seven days. You play every night of the week. Um, you play. So there's no vacation. No, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a vacation. You play uh, 90 minute sets, two of them, and it's they're really long sets, and it's hot in there. There's the air conditioning's not good. Like it's mm. it's a big club. It's it's called Sloppy Joe's on Duval, but um, yeah, you play every single night. But there's always good memories. I mean, you know, we'd get done playing. The bars are up until four, so of course we'd you know go and have drinks and just it's just it's a cool place to be. The atmosphere is great and stuff like that. But we just have great memories from from those gigs. Um, it's very tough, but. I think every time I want to look back on pictures of the band and stuff, it's always go back to Key West because there's always just funny stuff that we would do, you know? Especially when you're, well, and, and you're together for seven days, so you uh, you tend to have a lot more stories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, uh, are the crowds different down there? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it, they're, it's, it's always packed. Like, it's, it's always busy. Um, people are very drunk. <laughs> But for the most part, there's not like a lot of fights. It's not rowdy. Like, like I'm in. We've done it four or five times, I think. And I don't think I think I saw one fight. Like, so people are generally in a good mood. Like, and they want to talk to you, and they want you know. Like, we've had a lot of like Facebook likes from people. Like people like when we would do those trips, we'd get like a hundred, two hundred more likes. You know what I mean? Like, so like people are you know, when people are on vacation, they're happy, so they're going to be happy to do things. Like, so playing in front right. of playing in front of a vacation crowd is the crowd you want to play in front of. You know what I mean? Mm. No matter where it is, because they're. They're to have a good time. They're going out to have a good time. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas some, I mean, and we've had some of my favorite shows, actually most of my favorite shows are always local shows, but, you know, people aren't always going out to have a good time locally or to just see you. You know, they might just end up there. But, like, for a vacation, we're going out to have a good time. They're, they're actively trying to have a good time. You know what I mean? So right. So it's always, always fun shows. Hey, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Intern, you want to grab one of these? You want to grab these for the, uh, for Gerard and our, our cameraman? I don't want to. Hog all the good beer. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're drinking some uh, Nugget Nectar. Uh, what do you think of this one? I like it. I just started getting into uh, like more of this style of beer. I was always a pretty, uh, as my friends would say, a wimpy drinker. <laughs> I think like Michelob uh, Ultra Pomegranate beers and stuff like that. So they'd always make yeah. fun of me. But I'm starting to get more and more, you know, get my palates changing a little as I get older. So. Right, right. Well, Beer Boys is a good place to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not to sound like an advertisement. No, no, but no, absolutely. Th- those guys, you know, you'll show yeah. up and you'll be like, I don't know what I like, and they'll be able to figure so, out, actually, you know, yeah, like work absolutely. with whatever your your palate is or, you know, yeah. I've tried this, well, here's a better version of that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like that that kind of thing. And this give, this is this is fantastic. Give me like baby, baby steps up. Right. From my uh, Miller Lite. And <laughs> <laughs> Our bass player is actually a big... Uh, like kind of sort of beer. He has the whole tapped out app, and oh, okay. I couldn't even tell you how many. Uh, I'm getting a call. 
um, how many he has, but he, he's always, everywhere we go, he's always trying some different type of beer and taking his picture. I don't know, do you know what that is? That Yeah, yeah, or? yeah. We, uh, I, I, I've been lazy with that. We are on Untapped, but... Oh, uh, Untapped, that's I, what it yeah, is. Yeah, I've been it's lazy with... Uh, that's the fighting thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's a, cool, it's a cool app, and you can keep track of all the stuff that you've tried and stuff. Because mm-hmm. after a while, it kind of runs together. It's like, I don't know what I, what I had and didn't have, you know? So it's yeah. a good way to, like, keep track of, of what, what you're drinking and stuff nowadays. So, um, all right. So we talked about best gigs. What, what what are what are some of the worst gigs, or maybe gigs where you you, you walked in, you're like, I, you think you were getting one thing and, and you got another. I've heard a lot of those stories. Yeah, I think the worst gig, the worst gig I ever had, <laughs> which is funny, was a wedding we played in New York, which was just so bizarre. Like we've we played like probably ten or twelve weddings a year, mm. never had a problem. And then this guy, it was really weird. He like we got to the wedding and he gave me a list of songs and and I specifically had the emails I'm like we can't play these songs like they were, they were they were crazy like he gave it to me like a week ahead of time like we can't learn your mm-hmm. list of 30 songs so we bring a dj with us so mm-hmm. i'll have the dj play them and he said okay and i gave him the list of our songs i'm like this is the songs that we're they were doing he's like yeah. okay no problem and then he gave me the thing and then he like he chose all these songs on it that weren't going to go over well so <laughs> it, you're just like you don't play these at a wedding but that's fine whatever like i gave him our entire master list and he chose songs and i looked at it and i'm just like well, I'll, I'll, I'm like, I'll just sprinkle these in throughout where right. I can. And we started, we were three songs in, every, the whole dance floor was packed. Hmm. Everyone's having a great time. And uh, we got off the set and he was just really angry with me. And he's just like, you didn't play my songs. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, well, I played, we played those two. I said, we'll play more next day. He's like, no, you're supposed to play them like, right, oh, I put them right in order. And he was so angry at me. Like, it was the most stressful thing ever. So like the next set, we literally played his set and I promise you everybody left. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So it was kind of validating, but it yeah. was it was also stressful because I never want to put like I never want to like ruin someone's wedding. That's the you know like, sure. I always try to do whatever the heck we can do for yeah a wedding, yeah but, that's a lot of, a lot of but pressure. I just, and I could not talk sense into him. I'm just like everyone's gonna leave your wedding. I'm telling you like it's not and he well he got what he wanted. <laughs> that was probably the worst game though. One of the worst. No, I've been I've been at those bad. weddings yep. where the DJ does not listen <laughs> yep. and has an idea of what they think is popular or yep. whatever, and it's like, yep. you don't. You don't. Yep. It doesn't <laughs> work. Yep. <laughs> don't fight what people are requesting. Absolutely. You know, yep. do it. Do what people want and, and, and move on, you know. <laughs> but it's even more pressure as a band because you got to play those songs and you got to know what the songs are. You know, you can't yep. have just somebody walk up to me like, play the song, and you yeah. might not, you know, know it or be well-versed in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um. One of the, uh, we, we obviously want to talk about uh, the uh, upcoming shows, the V Spot. Yeah. Now you guys have a have a just a regular show uh, coming up next week. Yeah, I think it's the twenty sixth. I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Next Friday or, or Saturday? 20, no, twenty sixth. Yeah. And it's our it's our drummer's birthday too. So. We're gonna be so. Oh, well, happy birthday to him! Yeah, right. At least he's doing something that he likes on his birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody, exactly. nobody likes to work on their birthday, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's gonna be that's the only thing that's gonna be special. We just got to make sure he doesn't get too uh, too many shots down. <laughs> he's he was already worried about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the words yeah. the drummer's off. Then everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of he's kind of the engine. So <laughs> we've we've dealt with it. We can deal. <laughs> You guys are veterans by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, think we played in all states of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and then we then we have the the, the Jackson V benefit. Yes, uh, absolutely. Which is is going uh, to be a really cool show. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. You, you've probably met Jackson V. Oh, I'm good friends. Yeah, I'm good. So, uh, can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not. You know, we don't talk on the phone all the time. I'm not saying, sure. but but uh, but we're you know when we see each other out, we always have great conversations. We're you know we're friends and. Uh, He's done so much. Like, I'm sure if he counted every benefit he's done, it's probably going to be in the hundreds. You know what I mean? And, right. And uh, so it's just so nice that we're able that everyone's going to do this for him. I mean, I can't imagine what the medical bills would be. And I'm a musician. I know the medical, uh, the insurance plans aren't the best. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> or not existent. You know, or, or just not there. Um, but yeah. So I'm just I'm hoping that it's a great turn. I know it will be. I know everybody will come together for him. But uh, I just saw him recently. Actually, at one of my shows uh, a week ago. He stopped out for just a little bit. And uh, he's looking better, a lot better, and I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm hoping we can at least help him out as much as we possibly can. So. Yeah, I know he was, you know, this is this was not his idea. He didn't want to, you know, have, know. have yeah. anything for him yeah. and that kind of thing because that's the kind of guy he is. But yep. uh, 
you know, it's cool that everybody got together and, and, oh, and did this for him and stuff yeah, like that. He's a great guy and a fantastic musician, too. He's just he's a great singer. I always, whenever whenever I do get to go out during the week or anything like that and I show up in Jackson's <laughs> plan, I always turn my wife and go, oh, yes, thank God. <laughs> I'm just always happy to see him because it's, it's always a good show. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, one, uh, we, we, we want to talk about Parade Day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, you can't, you can't, especially uh, you know, as, as as a band that does what you guys do, yeah, you can't avoid parade. No, you can't. You no. Know, nope. What what is it like playing that type of that type of show where, uh, you know, it's very, very clearly, you know, people uh, people want you know music. They're they're there for music, but they're obviously there to drink their faces off and that yeah. kind of thing. So, is I'm I'm sure it's quite different from your typical gig. It is. I like the the relationship that we have with the Radisson that we've been doing for years and years and years. Um, I love it, like, cause it's just us. And I just, I don't mean that as being like I don't want to play another band. It's not that. Sure. It's just that um, when we first like when we when Parade Day, our I think one of our first gigs was Parade Day, believe it or not. Um, like like at Tanks and um, like upstairs. But, you know, you're chronically changing equipment out, and they would they would do it on, like, rotations, where it'd be like, you'd play one set, and then you'd have a three-hour break. You'd come back and play again, three-hour break, and it just, just would go on all day, and you'd be there for 15 hours or something like that. Right. And just chronically rotating equipment, resetting up and doing all that stuff. <laughs> so, like, that was the nightmare to me, and, and that was always the case if you had to be... That's the type of day that there's so many people around that you don't want to be moving equipment around. Like, you just want to be stationary, so... The relationship that we have with them is great. It's just because we just play. We basically play two full shows in one day. Is what mm-hmm. we do for Parade Day, um, but it's just us, and we just set our stuff up, and it stays there. And so we become Parade Day in itself has become such a learning experience that we've had to like develop our own system <laughs> to getting through it. You know what I mean? But right. I'm never not super sore the next day. Um, <laughs> it, it always puts a beating on my vo- voice and all that. Yeah. But um, you know, like at the Radisson, it's great. It's spacious. We have you know, there, don't get me wrong, there's tons of drunk people. Plenty of stories I have about that, but but um, there's never there's, there's never much issue. Like it's always people are just having fun. You know, sometimes there's always going to be a fight, but mm. for the most part, I mean, yeah, they're, they're drunk, but I mean, this, it's high energy. It's it's they're they're there to have a good time as well. It almost feels more like a vacation area show, like a Key West show. You know mm. what I mean? Just with thousands of people, <laughs> thousands <laughs> of drunk people dressed in green. But uh, I yeah, I love it. It's 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 one of those type of shows that I wish my body could go through not having to go on break as weird as that sounds yeah you think you'd want to take a break but to me the break makes it worse because like you do this hour set and it's all high energy and there's thousands of people singing back to you and it feels really good mm-hmm. and you take a half hour break and you're like i can't go up and do that again now and then you get back up there and all the else the energy comes back and you're like this is great and then you got to take a break it's that but i mean you need the breaks obviously you'll die but <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's a lot of up and downs there's a lot of sleeping the next day yeah this past one was so tough with the weather though that yeah, yeah, oh. the, the weather really did hurt. It was so, I can't believe we got through it. It was so <laughs> bad. Our guitars were going out of tune because we were trying to stand in front of the heater. And Oh, man, Ugh. it was brutal. We were outside for six hours Jeez. playing in that. I think it was 27 degrees, 26 degrees. <sighs> Never want to do that again. <laughs> the only saving grace of that was when I went on a cruise the next day. Like the actual next day. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't feel too bad for myself the next day. Right. <laughs> Uh, have you have you seen have you dealt with uh, you know any have you seen or seen any of those those uh, crazy things that you always hear about Parade Day? You always see people with you know uploading cell phone videos of crazy stuff going on. Have you been witness to any of that kind of thing on Parade Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. But <laughs> we saw there was a girl. We didn't realize it at the time. She jumped on stage, and I mean, I, I typically don't like people on stage. Not 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 to be mean to any anybody, but like it's sure. just we have thousands of dollars worth of equipment up there, and it's just it's always nerve wracking to me. I'm always I'm kind of a nervous person with that that type of stuff. Yeah, I always feel like they're gonna step or break something or whatever. But so typically with the rad with uh, the Radisson, we have cages, and most of the time no one comes up and bothers us. It's not a big deal. Mm. But this girl jumped up on stage and she was dancing, and I looked over and I'm like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. She's just dancing. It was almost fifty of her friends would come up and ruin the stage, but she was off to the side. She wasn't doing anything wrong. But uh. I saw everybody laughing, and we didn't really, really realize what they were laughing at. But she had apparently wet herself because <laughs> she had wet going all between her legs, and she Great. apparently was so drunk she did not realize that. And just decided to dance and show however many people in front of us there. I think, I mean, at one time it was probably at least a thousand, and yeah, and do that. I was part of my own bad parade day story. Yeah. We were uh, there was one year where we didn't do the Radisson. We switched back. This has to be like. 
probably six, seven years ago now. But uh, we, so we, we were playing a hardware bar, it was at the time, and mm. we were on the main stage playing with Drop Dead Sexy, a Philly band that we're friends with. Uh, and so it was that scenario that I was telling you about how you'd swap in and out, but yeah. it was just us with them going back and forth. So we kept all of our equipment on stage, and like they would play, we'd get up immediately and play, they would play, and we just did it like that. Mm. And uh, they were the last, they were ending the night. So by the end of the night, they called me up to sing uh, Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy with them. And uh, I'm singing it, and the crowd's really into it, and I'm having a great time. And I know I'm like, well, my set's done. My parade day's over. Like, I'm, I'm free. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've done my work. Right. And everybody's, they're just, everybody's going nuts. I'm like, this is great. I sing the song, and like, we're all having energy. The band's having a great time. And I'm like, there's so many people. I'm like, I'm just, something went in my brain. I'm going to stage dive. So I jumped up on the ego box. I jumped, and I turned around like this, and no one caught me. <laughs> I hit the ground so hard. Oh man! I'll never forget it too. And I'm like, oh, and I'm just like sitting there, just so embarrassed. <laughs> and then I stand back up, and I just see the band on stage looking at me, and the one guy from the band goes, "He's okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was bad. But yeah, besides that, just the typical, uh, typical parade day stuff: people peeing sure. everywhere and sex and not places you're supposed to have sex in. And, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Uh, there's no shortage of that no. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. It's not Scranton's finest moments. <laughs> Cer- certainly not. <laughs> so uh, we will. We'll, let's uh, let's take some uh, questions or comments from the uh, from the audience. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Popko, uh, who's been absent the last couple shows, he'll be back hopefully next week. Uh, on the show, uh, his his wife had a kid, so he gets a pass. You know, <laughs> unlike Brittany, who's just a slacker. And uh, he says, uh, "What do you like about playing solo shows uh, like Hops and Barley's every Tuesday, as uh, compared to uh, the full band shows?" I like it. Um, I would compare that to even the duo shows that me and John do too. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's when me and John do a duo show or I do a solo show, like we play totally different things than we play with the band. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as if I like like one or the other better but it's just so nice to have uh you know it's a diversity to, to play something different and to you know what i mean so it's i need that i need that separation it's nice to <laughs> yeah. it's nice to go all weekend with the band if we're away doing something we played three shows in a, in a weekend and we played those same songs over and over again and then i get to hops and i'm like oh i'll play these songs now so it's yeah it's the, the diversity that keeps it going is nice <laughs> oh uh, uh matt kester uh, oh no <laughs> Who uh, is is a drummer for the band uh, yes. as well? Um, he's, he asked uh, he asked Vinny if uh, he could teach me how to pour, pour a proper beer. Well, <laughs> uh, I I to be fair, uh, Mr. Kester, I do know how to pour a proper beer. Uh, I also have about twenty things going on when I'm not the only, when I'm the only host. Uh, yeah. So I have to uh, I have my questions in a separate email thing. I have to pull up the the comments separately uh which sometimes do not always show up because facebook is wonderful like that uh you know i've got yeah i've got i've got about i've got about 20 things going on uh other than pouring beer not my top fucking priority personally he's actually per, playing piano you know. with his feet right now you can't see <laughs> so uh so maybe you maybe you are multi-talented and could do that stuff he's not i cannot me. you can only do the drums <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, oh, and, uh, Jackson V commented. He said, uh, uh, just popping in, saying hi. Uh, awesome. Thanks for the shouts. Uh, you know, hope to make it on a future podcast. <laughs> nice. He, he also is, is bashing my, my pouring skills. That's fine. <laughs> That's I thought you fine. did pretty well in mine. I, you, I you can gave take yourself, it. You gave yourself some head. But yeah, I, I gave my, I, I'm like mostly head. And a little <laughs> bit of, which I, I'm, I'm disappointed because the Nugget Nectar is really good. And then I gave it to these, these ungrateful bastards <laughs> <laughs> who are drinking it all on me right now. So, <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Vinny, who, uh, it goes by the name Rock Han on Facebook. Very Which clever. Is awesome, yeah. Very very clever, Vinny. Uh, mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Uh, so, who is the better dancer, uh, Rick or Johnny Superstar? Ooh, that's a good question. Johnny Superstar's got the moves. Think Johnny Superstar. Yeah, I, I think by name alone. <laughs> it is yes. Yeah. This is Vinny's pet name for our guitar player, John Kander. <laughs> Uh, and uh, our, our our producer, Mister uh, Gerard Drilling, who's uh, he's his favorite beer tonight. Um, 
I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm a huge Mad Owl fan, so I, I love that. But the, the Nugget Nectar is really getting to me. Actually, I have one more, the Sunshine Pills, if you want to. Yeah, I'll have a little bit. Yeah, I want to drink a little bit of that last one. I think that was just his cue, like, hey, you should, you should, uh, you should open up this other one. <laughs> and give it another shot. I'll try to. Right before you said favorite one being the Nectar one. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, the Nugget Nectar is amazing. Uh, that that's actually one of the the ones that they're going to feature uh, from a cask uh, at Beer Boys. So that's going to be a really good one. Oh, nice. See, see, you, you tilt the glass to the side. Yeah, that was and a good you one. Pour it. I I know how to do. I think this you always yet. do better for me than you do for yourself. Yeah, for some reason I keep getting a lot of the. I'm going to keep this for now. You guys can get the the ass end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did have a couple more, and then we'll we'll let you go uh, oh, yeah. for uh, for tonight. Um, the one, one that what's uh, what's next for you? Uh, you know, you, you said you were working on uh, some some new music. That's uh, what I that's what I really want to do. Um, we we uh, we, have a, we I mean we we want to always you know expand our shows, our cover shows too. But yeah. my my real goal for this year is to really work on that. Just. Get another album out. It's been, I feel like we're taking longer than Guns N' Roses at this point. So and I hope it'll be a little better than Chinese Democracy, but we'll see. Oh, God, it's got to be. <laughs> but, that's not high expectations no. to live up to. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's really my goal. Um, we, we, you know, we the bookings that are coming in, we're, we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of the shows that we've been doing, but I'm happy about that. Um, mm-hmm. We're going back to Myrtle Beach this summer, which we haven't done in like three years, which is really cool. Um, we played the House of Blues down there for an entire week, and that's a really nice, cool gig. We played on like an outside, real cool stage. So yeah, we got we got a lot of the same bookings, but I'm happy about that because I really do want to concentrate on the on the uh, on doing an album, and writing songs. Now, what is how 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 do you think uh, these songs are shaping up as compared to stuff that you? You've I done like it. Now? Like I like I said, they're they're very much in, in infant phases. Um, we have mm-hmm. you know I might have three or four that are pretty much complete, but I. I think, like I said, like I said before, I think it's it sounds like us, and I don't think that'll ever go away because it is us. Yeah. But um, but it is more mature. You know what I mean? Like, just stretching our legs a little. And I actually don't even know if I want to say what it is yet because I don't even know myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It could it could take a total turn because yeah. there's such you know there's such tiny little ideas right now. It could take a turn that I wouldn't even realize. I'm not saying we're going to become a death metal band or anything, but <laughs> but uh. Yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty great. It would be, like, it'd be I'd different. Like, yeah. I'd like to see you guys in corpse paint. <laughs> <would>. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I originally wanted to be a, a, in a punk band, but then I realized I had like mm. the voice of like a twelve year old girl, so I had to like, <laughs> had to had to switch to pop. But. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, I I hate to. You know, I I try to to say. You know, if we're we're introducing a band on the show or we're, we're you know uh, doing an article about them. Uh, I'm I'm guilty of it, uh, even though uh, personally I don't like to put labels on stuff. Yeah. But you want to give people a general idea of yeah. what they're getting into or what they're listening to, or you know, if you're putting it in a headline, you want to okay, th- this is my kind of music, so I'm going to read this, that type of thing. Absolutely. You know, you know, yeah. You know, uh, you a lot of times, you know, I that that's the one thing I want to say about the band's name too. You guys got in. At a very early time, when all the good band names weren't taken yet, yeah, yeah, right. Nowhere Slow is a great band. Well, thank name. you. You would not believe if I could go back in time, I would change it in a heartbeat. Really? Because people have the toughest time spelling Nowhere. I have never. <laughs> it, it blows my mind. It's not like it, like it's not like our band is like some crazy like periodic table element that you can't pronounce. Right. It's the word Nowhere, and everyone yeah. separates it or. We've seen now here slow. Like you would not even believe it. I get excited now when I see somebody write nowhere as one word. It, it blows my mind. It literally blows my mind. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I like the name. It's fine, but we sure. actually got it from a Bloodhound Gang song. Oh okay. Yeah, we were in the car like in high school, and, hmm. and we we're trying to figure out a band name, and I picked up a CD, and the last song was called "Going Nowhere Slow," and I'm like, "Nowhere Slow," and that was it. I was 15 years old. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so much trouble with it. I still like the name. Like I'm fine with it. But, sure. Uh, I, that that. The spelling thing is such a problem. Yeah, there's there's very yeah. few names or decisions that you come up with at 15 that you still want to deal yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, years later, you know, I I look back at some of the screen names and things that I've chosen over the years, <laughs> and I'm like, what was I? What was I? Th- did I think that was cool yeah. or or what? You know? Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah, to to have a, a band name that exists this long too. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot yeah. of people, I think, you know, also will try to, you know, they'll get sick of playing a certain style or a certain genre or whatever, yep. and they switch it up. They'll they'll try a new band, new band new, name, new, and everything, yeah, new yeah. band name, the whole nine yards and stuff. But you guys have been able to stick it out with. Yeah, I'm happy. Stuff. I mean, I'm actually, I'm pretty proud of that. I, I do, I do like that we can still, you know, do it under that name. I don't, I don't, I never had an urge to change it or do anything like that. So it's, it's. Mm-hmm. Because we, as long as the way I put it is, if we can keep making baby steps forward, it's okay. Right. As long as you're not going back or getting stale, it's just even if it's a little step, it's fine with me. It's, you know I mean, it's super not, you know, it's it's not uh, super committable either. Where it's like, uh, you know, our name is Cannibal Corpse. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we we, we yeah. must play yeah. stuff that fits in that forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, we we can't do a love song as uh, Cannibal Corpse. I, I mean, unfortunately, I always have to do the fake laugh whenever whenever somebody says, "Oh, you're going nowhere fast." And we ha ha ha. It's like I only heard that once, but so yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of downsides to it, but sure, sure, but it, it could be worse. You're right, but yeah, I mean, you, you get you got in early because now I think we're we're definitely uh, I see some of the band names coming out now, especially in like the like the indie rock and some of the like the hipster rock kind of stuff. Yep. Where I'm just like, God damn it, that is <laughs> yeah. the worst band name I've ever yeah. heard. Well, eventually we're gonna run out, right? I mean, I don't <laughs> know. it's gotta happen. Somewhere. Yeah, there's only yeah, there's <laughs> only so many things, you know, only so many words yeah. in the English language, you know. <laughs> so, is there, uh, you know, I, we we t- we touch on this a little bit, but uh, is there any uh, uh, goals you have in the in the future? Not just maybe the the near future, but the foreseeable future, uh, you know, down the road that uh, you you feel like maybe you haven't accomplished yet, but you'd really like to, or you, you, something you'd like to get to at some. Point. Yeah, I mean, goal. I, oddly enough, like I said, I mean, it really is kind of the same answer as the last one, just because I really like the thing I felt like that we've we've kind of put to the side and have not given enough attention to is the original stuff. I think that's one hundred percent my goal. I mean, like I don't. I don't mean this in kind of any kind of bragging way, but I'm saying like sure. as far as the cover thing goes, I think we've done everything we ever we've done everything we sought to do. You know what I mean? Like we always said when we were 20, we were like, we got to play Tinks. And we played Tinks. You know what I mean? And we yeah. did, now we're like, let's play Secrets. Now we're at Secrets all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. we got to travel down here and do this. And then we've done that. And I'm like, you know, it's only, I mean, and I like it. I will, I'll never stop. I'm not saying that, that that's getting stale or anything. I'm saying, okay, we've done, sure. we've done that. Like, let's, let's, let's try to do something a little different. Like, I, I always just want to keep moving a little bit forward. That's all. Hmm. That's all I really, you know what I mean? And it's, that's probably uh, uh, one of the secrets to your longevity is, is being able to take those steps bit by bit not jumping head on into something and then yeah like, that's oh, kind of how we yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're yeah we're not we're not gigantic <laughs> risk takers i will say that but maybe that's a bad thing but yeah, it could, could be a good thing too yeah uh, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna throw our houses uh for sale and take a bus and try to tour the country or anything but <laughs> but uh but you could always you know there, there's so many good bands that come through here that you know uh that you could open for too oh absolutely yeah yeah we've done that too we've done a bunch of that and I, I like that, and I would definitely continue to do that. Is there is there anybody on your list that you'd like to like to? Open we've for done maybe? Cartel. We've done. Uh, mm-hmm. We did like the side stage for John Mayer, like the montage side stage. I don't know if you call that opening for anybody. Hmm. I'm trying to think what else we did. Oh, oh uh, Quiet Drive. Actually, Matt Mortis put that show together for Wretch Syndrome. That was neat. I'm trying to think. There's, there has to be other ones. Oh, uh, we did Rust the Root. We did direct. That mm-hmm. was direct too. That, that ended up being really cool. And I think that's it. Those guys, seem but yeah, cool. like, they were yeah, they were really nice people. Yep, and they let us do direct opening, which was nice. Like it felt it felt more real to me at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. was just like, you know, if you're like third in in line and stuff. You're not uh, yeah. you know banished to some side yeah, stage, exactly. You know, yeah, like that yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, literally they, it was they awesome that Russell Rude. I thought, yeah, that's me. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we we do have uh, a couple more a uh, couple more questions before we go. Sure. Uh, Rob Alipek, uh says, uh, why do you think live music today? Draws are so much less over the years. Uh, there are many great local bands out there, and people don't seem to care. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think there's just, it's, everybody says this, but I think there's just too much to do these days. There's, just, there's mm. not, you know what I mean? It's just terrible to say, but, like, they just there's so much entertainment everywhere. I think right. it's a different, like, when uh, when we were playing at Tinks when we started, there wasn't the smartphones at all. Yeah. There was, like, everybody wanted to go out and see bands. I mean, I, but I don't think that that means that the scene is dead or anything. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I just think that people need to adapt now. I think they are. And find different ways. Like, people are putting, even just uh, people, like, putting their own, um, like, going Facebook Live and, and singing songs. I mean, that, I, that sure. might, I, don't, I think that's actually really cool. Like, people should continue to do that stuff and make, like, cover videos. Like, if this is the medium now that people need to go to, like, 
do it, and then they'll come out to shows. Like if, you know what I mean? I don't know. You just got you got to find different ways now. I'm not saying I know all the answers, but that's. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it, you know, you, you have, uh, you know, people don't even want to go to the theater to see a movie anymore. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, you yep. have Netflix and everything else. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that last week because we had a, a filmmaker on here whose movie uh, that he executive produces, <laughs> maybe on, you know, is on Netflix. And it's, yeah. it's, di- it's different now. Yep, you know? absolutely. It's, it is. Yeah. It's a different world. It's not necessarily, you know, there's good and bad to that. There, yeah, know, and there always is. Yep. Exactly. And the people that don't adapt seem to, you know, fall to the wayside. You, you always got to... It's it's almost as if you have to see it coming somehow. You know what I mean? Right. And and find a way to do that. Like Blockbuster did not see that coming in the movie. <laughs> well, they certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> and I could definitely say that as a former employee <laughs> for Blockbuster, I'm glad I got out of that business when I could. <laughs> um, not uh, not a great business plan, especially because they had the ability to buy Netflix oh, in its yeah. infancy, yeah. and they they didn't do yep. it. They made the decision not to do it because they thought. Well, people like going to the to, to the store and, and picking up a movie. Do you watch South Park? Do you ever yeah. see the, the that's a great episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the best business decision in the world. <laughs> um, uh, Vinny says, uh, "Think of all the activities you two could be doing if you had uh, wireless headsets." Mm. I have some versus something. I think I have there. one of those. I should have brought it. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, Matt Kester, I know you're. I know you're busting balls. It's totally. Fine. You, can, you, you can you can completely make fun of me on the show. Uh, I'm. I totally. I totally am not offended whatsoever. Uh, thank you for being a judge, by the way, uh, for our uh, our final showcase uh, last month. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Landley uh, Ber- uh, Berkland Jr. or Senior uh, says, uh, "Can't wait to record uh, my band's album and get out there and play again." Nice subtle plug there. <laughs> Except you forgot one thing, Landley. Well, what's the band's name? You got to throw that in there. If you're gonna throw a subtle plug to your band during somebody else's interview, <laughs> you totally have to throw your band name in there. Okay. Yeah, maybe the link will be coming shortly. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure it'll be in the uh, in the comments at some point. But uh, all right. Well, that's 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 about it. We I think we've reached we reached the end. Is there anything uh, else that anybody wants to get in before we uh, we close out the night? Uh, <laughs> no. No. No hate. No nothing. No. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Then. Everybody seemed to enjoy themselves. Uh, so. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, way. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, th- this one, uh, I'm not sure is uh, you know to be honest because we-, we always try to be honest with our reviews. The Sunshine Pills. It's not bad. Uh, it's more. It's more of like if if you're a Miller Lite guy. I was just going to say, you know, this is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Bud Light guy, yep. you know, whatever. And you want to transition into this stuff. This might be the good yeah. way to do it. Uh, you know, you start out with something that tastes a little more along those lines, and then you, you get into yep. the stuff that's a little bit more flavorful or, or more interesting. This one might be the one to do it. Sunshine Pills. Uh, I guess my palate has changed enough now that I'm like, eh, I don't know about this one. But other people might really, really dig this one. This one's more of a kind of a smooth, simple. Yeah, I definitely agree. Not bad, though. Not bad. <laughs> so, uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, uh, we had a lot of fun. Thank you, Rick, for, for doing thank this Thank you for as having well. me. Uh, this was a, g- a good time and uh, lots of useful information. Please, if you if you enjoyed the show, if you like the show, uh, please like, comment, share, all that good stuff. Uh, get this to other people. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw recently... Uh, Facebook has yet again changed their algorithms to make it 10 times harder for everybody, uh, especially small publishers like us, especially local bands uh, like uh, that Mower Slow and mm-hmm. other bands that we've, we've talked about on the show previously. It is so much harder to get that information out to people because for some reason they think that you want to see more racist comments from your drunk uncle on Facebook. <laughs> and so they're, they're focusing more on, on shoving that stuff in your feed uh, than they are uh, stuff from us. Even if you subscribe to us, even if you like us, uh, you're still seeing less of our posts than you, you really want to. Um, so uh, please share it because that's going to get it out to more people. Uh, because if you're sharing stuff, uh, they're going to sh- put more of that stuff in people's feeds. So please uh, uh, let people know about the show if you enjoyed it. And uh, if you'd like to see uh, anybody else on the show, if you know a local band, if you're in a local band, if you're in a... If you're a local artist of any kind, uh, we want to have you on the show. 
uh, please sure be sure to let us know who you want to see on the show uh, so we can accommodate that in the future. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, we had a great time, and we will see you uh, next Wednesday, uh, 7 to 8 p.m., uh, right here on Facebook Live. We're also on YouTube. Uh, you can download the audio versions as well, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. We're pretty much everywhere that you can find a podcast, so <laughs> please uh, find us on your uh, uh, media of choice and uh, share it and let people know. Thank you so much, everybody, and uh, have a good night. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Rick. Thank you for having us.